Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 64. I am Nick Beto. I'm Caleb Beto. I am Rickman. You wait. I'm Donkey. And I'm Randall. Alright, we missed one. I'm Jeremy. And he's a new guy. You gotta give your spiel. Jeremy Healy? Your spiel is... My spiel. Who you are, what you do, and why you're on a podcast, and why you're right. associated with our unique group. What do I do? Let's see. Well, I met, I met Caleb. Get up, uh, get up on that mic factory, a little bit. Get up on that mic a little bit more. I met Caleb working in a factory uh, in Wapton, and... Here I am now at their campground, with this wild bunch, um, having a hell of a time riding. So, all right. So that's Germ. Uh, first podcast, first ever podcast. Yep. All right, you'll do fine. You'll do just fine. So uh, last week, well, last night, we're doing it back to back here. Last night we touched on we we're going on a night ride. So now we're just gonna kind of give uh, this whole episode is gonna be about wheeling and there's not gonna be any fishing hunting anything like that on this one it's just gonna be four wheeling and it doesn't even have to be this whole weekend we're just gonna do kind of a a summary of the summer so far because i know most of us have all ridden just out here in the paul bunyan state forest but Rakeman and randy you guys have been other places yeah we've been all over the place this summer so far so so why don't we start with that and then we'll get into here so what you've done so far and where you've been and your camping trips and well i guess we don't do too many camping trips it's just a lot of day trips and we'll ride from my dad's place randall and uh, uh earlier this year we actually loaded up and went to spider lake spent a few hours in spider lake uh it's it's a really fun trail system but i've noticed over the last two years that it's gotten really beat down and it's really overrun with people, in my opinion. It's become very, very popular to go there. Um, and we went there once, and we were like, no, it's, there's, it gets to be too crowded. We, we like to ride where we can go and just do what we want to do and, and have a little fun, kind of, kind of like what you do here. And then we go up through the Smoky Hills. We went up into Two Inlet State Forest, kind of kind of all over the place. But we basically make a day trip out of it. We ride from home, and, and we go, and we'll put on 100-plus miles. Nice. Yeah, 100-mile day is a good day. So you guys, prior to this weekend, I know, Rickman, you've been up here, but you, Randy, you have not ever been up here? No, sir. I've never been up here prior to this weekend. So what is your what is your first impression being riding? You've only been here for one weekend so far, and we've only touched. Uh, the stuff that we have touched, I bet you it's it's a quarter of what's out here. Right, and, and I, I get that. Um, getting up here, kind of meeting you guys the first day, and we went out on the second day, and we actually went riding, um, I've have not ridden with a much well much better organized group i mean the way you guys handle yourselves you you organize you know where everybody's at and you don't see that all the time even in our group and we think we do pretty good uh you guys do really good <laughs> well thank you appreciate that and with a group of experienced riders like yourselves i mean there's several of us here that have been riding for you know close to 20 years um hand signals is a big thing when you're in the trails and I know the first thing you went over with everybody is what position you're in and how many rigs you have behind you. So when you met somebody in the trails, 
you gave him the hand signal telling, you know, what's behind you, what's coming. And, you know, for experienced riders, I mean, that's, you, you kind of get that immediately, but just going through it and that rinse and repeat helps everybody out, keeps everyone safe. And that that's appreciated. I don't think I saw anybody do it this weekend, but normally there's at least one person where you'll drive by them and you'll go two and they'll go, <coughs> and they'll wave at you. It's like, is that like five multiplied by how many shakes you did or what, what the hell is that? We have this one ride we go on when we go over to Smoky Hills and we run just a couple miles of tar and that to get over to where we want to go. We come off a of gravel. There's a side gravel with a local resident that lives there. Uh, the person ahead of me said, waved the two and that he waved at him and pulled out right in front of us. Oh, nice. Yep, so that's exactly what I'm talking about. Some guys don't uh, don't really, don't, I don't know if they don't know it or they just space it out. Because, you know, if I'm last, I'll do the last and then I'll give them a wave or I'll give them a point or, you know, something. But you always got to give give a hand signal unless you're on a dirt bike. I, I made it a point to do it. Um, I mean, it's not always easy, especially when you got trees and rocks and things coming at you. You really got to stay on top of those bars, but... I mean, the bike itself, you got to stay on top of it. But uh, I, it, I I think I did a pretty good job towards the end. Go ahead, Cubby. You're sitting over here smirking. You're going to say something stupid. It's just a little more difficult when you're riding a dirt bike instead of sitting in a razor. Sorry to offend anyone who has a razor out here, but that's, anyone who that's... has ridden a dirt bike on these trails knows that... It's not really a one-handed joyride type of trail on most of these. Most of them do have some rocks and trees and ruts and just about any other thing that could throw you off the dirt bike is on these trails. That's all you got to say because you were ripping into us pretty hard earlier. Well, I... Uh, we can, that, we're going to do that right now before we get into what we've done and how our, our riding this weekend went. Go ahead. Let it all out. All right. I just think... in the blades. <laughs> I just think... Um, People who ride dirt bikes, everyone rips on them, but anyone who has a dirt bike does the same thing, just in the opposite way. It's against the four-wheeler and razor guys. Can you give an example? Well, I mean, when a dirt bike's coming around a corner, even if they're going fast and the razor's going fast, Who's they're going to... Well, the dirt bike guy's going to say it's the razor guy's fault, and the razor guy's going to be pissed that the dirt bike was flying around the corner. Can we make a group group census here? Uh, in that case, who who needs to be more careful when you're out on the trails? A dirt biker or the side-by-side guys? Both equally. Yeah, I think it's everybody's responsibility to be safe in the trails. But if you had to pick one, that's the right answer, is both of them should equally. But if one of them were to be a little bit safer than the other one, I'll, I'll answer first. I would say the side-by-side. Well, see, the thing is, side-by-side can cause a lot of damage to a dirt bike rider, obviously. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer, and you got to watch out. But I think equally you gotta you got to watch out for each other. It's just kind of how it works out there. Right. I agree that it's both, but I actually think the dirt bike rider is going to be in a more, like, they're the ones that are more responsible, as in they're the one that, I mean, a razor, if they come around the corner and hit a dirt bike, the guy in the razor is not going to be phased by hitting a dirt bike, but the guy on the dirt bike is going to be pretty beat up after hitting a razor. When I ride, I uh, try to keep the mentality that when I'm riding, nobody can see me. I mean, that's just how it works on two wheels. You kind of have to. Otherwise, you don't really, you can't take a side, you can't take any kind of impact from a big vehicle. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing as like a motorcycle. 
you know, and we were talking about it earlier this weekend. They they have their saying, "Look twice, save a life." And then the same idiot that's posting that on Facebook is passing you on the shoulder, flying down the interstate at 80 miles an hour, or he's passing you on a on the left side in the middle of the road over two double stripes, which mean no passing, and he's running on that line with cars coming at him on this side. But that's my fault. Yeah, so I don't know. That, you know, there's a rotten egg in all groups, though. There's, there is. There's idiots in four by fours or, or razors, side by sides. There's idiots on four wheelers and there's idiots on bikes. We had one the last weekend we were up here riding. Uh, we were, I don't even remember where we were. We were on the Round River Drive, and we were in a section of those trails where they kind of switch back and forth. And I was sitting in the center, and I, I'm like watching ahead of me where, where the trail is and this dirt bike just comes hauling ass around this corner and i'm like all right well i'm gonna just you know pull out of the way i'm gonna pull out of the way and i'm gonna let him pass me i'm like turning and trying to get off to the side and this dipshit comes doesn't slow down a single bit he had to have been within six inches of my back tire and i saw him when he went by he kind of turned and gave me a look and i'm like you fuck that was your fault not mine and that just goes back to the you know there's a rotten egg in every bunch. There absolutely is, because, I mean, I don't think anyone can deny that. I mean, even in our own group, we've had days that we are in side-by-sides flying down trails probably way faster than we should be going around corners anyways. It's not the machine, it's the rider. That's very true. That's a very good point. And, and, Dirt bikes uh, are superior, though. <laughs> Just got to put that out there. You're sitting here with one, two, three, four side-by-side guys. Here we go. And you're talking, <laughs> you're talking shit. Why are they superior? You know, oh, I just love to talk shit. I could buy seven of those for the cost of that side by side sitting out there. I, I would actually, say- as a guy who grew up on four wheelers, I mean, they may not be superior. Are you back? Yeah, I see. He's backpedaling now. No, <laughs> uh, I grew up. I grew up on four wheelers. I mean, for a long time, my mom wouldn't let me get a dirt bike. Um, but I, I grew up on four wheelers, and I grew up on Rangers, and you know, anything with four wheels. Uh, I got a dirt bike recently, and actually, I love it. Um, it, yeah, I love it. I don't, I don't even know how to really describe it. I guess when you're riding, you just kind of feel like you're flying and it's, you have a lot of maneuverability and it's just a lot of fun. Did, did you happen to go flying today? I did once. How many times? Once. Twice. That's a lie. Twice. Let's hear about that once. single track ride. I went that you flying had. once. Tipped. Well, kind of, it's kind of a slow fall. The bike was time. on the ground twice today. That'll happen. Can I hear about that single no track ride that you had? Sure, go for it. <laughs> no, 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 I want you to... What's oh, your I right? didn't really get to see you. You were behind me, and every once in a while, uh, you weren't behind me. I'm just curious what was going on. And uh, being in a side-by-side, coming up from the side, and you can kind of see this single track trail. Um, I shut my rig off because I knew something was going on, and I can just hear Jeremy yelling... <laughs> It was funny, and then you start looking through. What the did trees. he? What did he? What did he say? I'm about done with this fucking shit. As he's trying to pick up his bike, <laughs> it, it's part of the experience. So what? The happened? risk what? is worth, or the the reward of riding is is all worth the the risk. The tough times, yeah. So how I, did I you put? How did you put it on and say? You can pick which one you tell first. Oh, all right. <laughs> little bit of operator error, and, I mean, you'll have that. Well, well, go ahead, Randy. I want to hear about the corner first. 
the corner. All right. We came into that. We finally got on some. We finally got on the straights, and I was kind of tired of, you know, going slow. I couldn't get out of first gear, and it's getting whacked by trees. Finally, we had a nice, wide, open trail, and I was flying down that road in, like, third, pushing fourth gear, and, yeah, there comes, there comes that corner, and couldn't really do much to – I knew I wasn't really going to make the corner, so I just kind of locked up the brakes and tried to slow down the fall, really. That's did what happened. Hurt. Got right back on, but and did it hurt? Out, though. No, I really didn't. The adrenaline, you're like, oh shit. No, I I fell. I fell one other time, and really, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I landed in all the greenery, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens Cushions when I lock up? You know what happens when I lock up the brakes on my side by side? I slow oh. down. I don't fall. Hmm. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point, but <laughs> that's, that's very valid. Valid. Hey, uh, well, we're Jerm. This is your first ever podcast. Can you tell the story about the the pickup? <laughs> oh, just one second. I do think the skill set of riding a dirt bike is a very, very high. Um, it's much harder to do than. Maneuvering a side by side through trees or riding a four wheeler down these trails. Are you saying yeah. this helped him in the pickup situation? No, no, no. I figured before we run into that. All right, yeah, we got we you got to you got to throw the pickup story in there. <laughs> Start to finish. Basically, there was a never seen episode of Dukes of Hazard made <laughs> with a featuring a 1998 white Silverado extended cab. It's it's, a, it's never before seen. And I happened to be the stunt driver in that scene <laughs> where she took flight. You gotta start, walk us through it. Chevy tough. She's still running. I want to hear what happened. What what was the what episode did, all about? And what did you do after? Like once you stopped in that dude's front yard that caught this all on ring camera, what did like did you just kind of throw her in drive and drive away, or were you, what, what, take us through the whole thing? Start start like a, two minutes before this happened. All right, two minutes before. Well, I was looking at my phone, reading a text, <laughs> and uh, which is very frowned upon. Let's just say I learned a valuable lesson and uh, started going down the ditch and couldn't get out of the ditch. If I would have cranked the wheel to get back on the road, I probably would have rolled the truck. So I just kind of braced for impact, and there was an approach coming up, and I just tried to hit it as square as I could. And... <laughs> How fast were you going when you made impact with this Probably approach? Probably 60-something. <laughs> it was under 65. When did, when did this happen? All right, this is the last, first time here. Last fall. Last fall. Okay. All right. The ground was white in the video. Hmm? The ground was white well, in the video. Well, that's because it was in black and white. I <laughs> <laughs> think there was snow on the ground. No, no. It was, in the, it was in the fall. Yeah. Well, and then afterwards, well, basically, so I went over the approach, caught air, and uh, the truck nosedived and maxed out the front suspension, shoved the wheels up into the fenders. My drawer, my door was jammed shut, and uh, the toolbox that I had in the back, the previous owner never actually had it fastened uh, to the box. So that and you didn't know this beforehand. No, I didn't. It actually flew up and took out the back window, and it almost came into the cab, but. I hit the ground and I got showered in glass from the back window, and 
first thing afterward, I called my boss, actually. Why is your boss the first phone call? Because I was on my way to work. Oh. Did he believe you? She believed me, yeah. Jeremy, and I still, I still went into work that day. He's known for being a few minutes late in the morning, though. 7 a.m. used to be really early used for him. To, used to. Used to be. It was a habit. So where's this video at? On my phone. I got to see this before we take off for the you weekend. You haven't seen it? I have not. That's why I said I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. He's going to pull it up. All right. We should put a clip of it on our Instagram. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> take take the bullied. Now should we jump into what we got for this weekend then? Are you... Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, the viewers aren't or the listeners aren't going to be able to view this right, video, yeah, that, so, so we, we can we can yeah. move on. So I, I was talking, just I'll looking. All right, so I was just looking at our Players Ride Command app that we were that we track all of our rides with, and if I got everything tracked, which I believe I did for this weekend, I think we rode for approximately eight hours this weekend. That does not include spinning miles. So yeah, how many how many miles, miles you got? I have all of between our three rides that I have, we have 30, 15, and 19. Math. So all, your, all, math. all your math, you math whizzes out there. Let's do math, Cubby. Come on, add, Isaac. Add that Break up. man. 69. 9, <laughs> 4, same thing. 5 <laughs> miles difference. Spinning miles included, it's probably 69. And this weekend, you know, we, we came out here on Friday and expected to ride. I don't, I don't honestly think we rode quite a bit for... You know, for how much we usually hang around and hang out at camp. We also had uh, th- this weekend, this past weekend, our, our theme up here. Every weekend we do a theme. And this weekend the theme was Christmas in July. And now every side-by-side, and possibly wheelers, have squirt guns. And the squirt guns, that was a gift for the Christmas in July. And now they are in the side-by-sides. And everybody had them full and was getting shot with... Squirt guns, and yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun when you stop, you roll up next to somebody, and right through the window of their razor, just drill them right in the <laughs> face. <laughs> you got it a couple times, Nick. Or you get the angle right where you pull up just where it's difficult for you to turn around, but I can just sit there and lo- Yeah, at one, th- at one time I thought it was raining because I'm like, oh, why is my arm getting wet? And I kind of look in my side view mirror. And I can see the front end of your razor and just a stream of water coming at me. And it was windy today, so we were kind of playing the wind. You know, we'd aim over here, then the wind would blow it into somebody's face. And there's always that innocent bystander that's trapped in a side-by-side that gets sprayed. For cheap little little squirt guns, those things have decent range. Yeah. It's pretty fun. My my fiance Caitlin got it in the face uh, multiple times from from Randy. He was trying to hit me, and I ducked behind. I have the upper doors on mine, and I, I ducked behind the the back pillar of plastic and hid and yeah it smoked her right in the right in the glasses thankfully she seemed pretty forgiving <laughs> yeah she didn't care yeah uh, when, when we got these squirt guns last night uh sean and i were talking about putting extended mags on them trying to build a reservoir of swords so they hold more water sean's gonna go buy a super soaker and freaking pull up and pull his like ar style uh squirt gun out in double a batteries it's gonna be a battery powered it's gonna have it's like some a power so watch out guys washer. you got you guys on your motorcycles you're probably gonna tip over dude i should use that i have the dewalt <laughs> pressure washer it'll throw me but off the bike if i haven't already that dewalt pressure washer will suck water out of a reservoir so i could just put a water tank in the back and run the holes through the glass 
and just sit there. <laughs> when they're talking about these squirt guns, there was a lot of wasted water today because so we ride for five and talk for thirty. Yeah, the five thirty club. Ride for five minutes, bullshit for thirty. Yeah, side by side guys, they do a lot of bullshitting. You know these dirt bike guys that we had we had two of them in our group. And they bitched and bitched and bitched the whole time we were in the bowl. And then we get out of the bowl and we let them lead. Well, so I was following the dirt bikes. Every corner, not even like a turn off the trail, because you got to wait at the corner to wait for the person behind you. They'd be stopped waiting for us to come you around the corner. should wait at the corner. That was the tip of the week in the episode from last week. That was Landon. Landon, who is actually him. sitting here right in the studio, but he is mic shy, so he won't come on. Do you want to say anything? Sure. All right. Am I good? Okay, so my side of the story was I may have been a little bit close to Nathan. He's lucky to see the taillights of the four-wheeler in front of him because <laughs> he's so close. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't see the turn, so I ended up ma- making Rickman and Randy and then Nick and Kate go the wrong way. Well, luckily so, Nick and Kate were with him because Rickman and Randy probably still be out there right now. Oh, they would have figured it out. <laughs> yeah. They're smart individuals. Yeah, we drive side-by-sides, not dirt bikes, so <laughs> we'd be able to figure it out. So they have lots of gas, and, I mean, when they sit and talk for that long, they don't use a lot of it. I think, just out of curiosity, could you pull up the uh, ride times on how long we rode? You already said it was about eight hours. Yeah, I, I think it was about eight hours. We already Was that total? That. Yes. Between what the was, like, the, what was the yesterday? How long was that ride? What what one we went on? Oh, you didn't, come on, you didn't come on the night ride, so. Dirt bikes don't have lights. No, yeah, you guys no can't ride at night. Yeah, no headlights. Yeah, instead we went and got an extra paycheck from the Northern Lights. Can't complain there. So Fuck. the first you ride every we... single time you go out there, Make every sure single pay. time. I know it's really nice going dirt there. bike guy kind of thing. <laughs> so how long was it? So the first ride we went on looks like three hours and fifteen minutes for thirty miles. And that was the one where we went to the lookout, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, we went to the lookout, then we ventured up to the big sand pit, and then we kind of took a indirect route to get all the way back to camp. Which we talked about last time. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's, I mean, a long time of riding. For how many miles was it? 30 miles and 3 hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, if I was good at math, I could tell you the average speed of that. And But you're not because you're a dirt bike guy? Well, I was just thinking that in that amount of time, I should have at least went through a tank of gas. I don't know how the heck you didn't, because every single time you speed up, it's... Every yeah, time. Don't sounds do good, don't, don't, don't ever do that again. No, it does don't not. Don't do that into the mic. It sounds really good when you're on the bike. And, I mean, you know, if you had the capabilities of what it what it is needed to ride that bike down the trails, you'd do the same thing. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, the ride we went on today was very... uh, Slow. This might be... Okay, yes, it was slow, but that is the most technical part of trails that are in this whole entire trail system. Yeah, and uh, with my razor being a little wide, hopefully none of the law personnel... See, here we go again. Every (laughs) single time we bring up a law with the DNR, it is never... A positive thing. We're always like, well, you know, we probably <laughs> shouldn't my, have said that, mine's but probably, yeah, mine's pushing the edge. But okay, uh, now that you said, what? How wide is it? Seventy. 
inches. Yep. And I believe the it's 64. 64 inches. So. It is a sixty-five, yeah. Or sixty-five inches, yeah. I remember. So. I remember last year when you were out here. We actually moved. We had to move uh, rocks <laughs> out of the way so Isaac or Rigman could get through. Yeah, we also were not the only ones that do that. There was another trail that went over there, but everybody puts the rock back when they're done, which is nice. Well, here's the thing: we had been on that trail for several miles. You talking last year? Yeah, weaving through the woods, and it was a big group. And I was towards the back. Everyone had already gone through. There was no way I was fitting. Like, my tires started rubbing on both sides before I even, you know, got through the rocks. So, yeah, that was kind of the only option in that situation. So the night ride that we went on last night <clears throat> was pretty uneventful. I mean, we we were out for longer. We were planning on going for an hour, and it ended up being, I mean, two hours or two and a half or something. We got back at, like, one thirty, two o'clock this morning. It was after it was, was after it, was it after we didn't two? get out till around midnight. Yeah, so a couple little bit longer than we wanted to, but it was just under two hours, hour and fifty two minutes. It's kinda nice, you know, being out there at, at night when there's not a lot of trail traffic. But what what did because you guys don't do a lot of night riding. Rakeman and Randy, what did you guys think of the, the night ride? What do you I just wanna point out that when you're out riding at night you don't have to worry about them stupid dirt bikes. <coughs> Easy buddy. We have nothing against dirt bike guys. We, we need a common fuse. enemy here. <laughs> what what we is just that? Lost fuse because of that, Sean. Thank they're, you for they're that. They're actually listeners, not viewers, but what what is the common enemy of just ATV guys? Dirt bikes. Just thinking about oh, rain. Wouldn't, wouldn't even necessarily have to be dirt bikes, but anybody who's not paying attention. Yeah. Well, and I say like a big thing when you're in the trails. When you say ATVs, I'm assuming you Horses. you you include side by sides with that. Yeah, so I guess rain wouldn't be it. Yeah, it'd be people not paying attention. Horse riders. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's a... That's a rabbit hole. We do yeah, not want to go down. they don't have headlights either. They don't want ATVs altogether. Anyway. Some of them. It, oh, no, no. Yeah, they want it. It's for them, and that's it. They're riding on our trails, but it's for them, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Nothing against horseback riders or dirt bikers. Just pedal bikers. Horses are good, <laughs> dude. They're yeah, out there too. They're bad. They the, give I, you a dirty look when you meet them. Yeah, and it's like, dude, Randy said it last night. He's like, yeah, look at the tracks on the road. How many of them are from a freaking pedal bike? <laughs> like, go to a go to a mountain bike park or something. Why are you out here? I haven't ran into that yet this year. There's a really nice bike path that goes right south of here. Yeah, I almost ran over a couple of bikers last weekend because I stopped, <laughs> and they were like. <laughs> they weren't far away from me and they were in like my pillar there or on the roll cage so i couldn't see them and i let off the brake and hit the gas and caitlin goes bikers 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 <laughs> like oh shit almost ran over them they're fine i stopped let them go but anyway the night ride what was your what was your opinion or thoughts what you liked what you didn't like and are you a fan will you do more night rides in the future uh yeah that was actually the second night ride i've been on with you um I like it a lot. Um, it was a nice, cool night. There was no bugs. Uh, we were we kind of had the trails to ourselves. We didn't meet anybody out there last night, I don't believe. And uh, I don't know. It's just a whole new experience because we actually stopped at one point, shut all the lights off, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cub, do you want to talk about that? No. No, I'm sure they already know. You guys just stopped and hung out for a while. Five thirty crew here. <laughs> no. What's wrong with that? Where we stopped was a beautiful little intersection. The sky was 
clear, the stars were out, and we sat there and visited for a little while. Yeah, yeah, you know, the only one that's complaining about the whole stopping thing is the two dudes on dirt bikes. That's because they're not fan-cooled. They get cooled by going fast. So buy a fan kit. Oh, and here's another point. Um, when you're on a dirt bike and you're waiting at an intersection and you shut your bike off and you wait for everyone to get there to start your bike again, the first thing we see is you staring at us and then you turn around, you throw out the kickstart and you just start reefing on it. I know Cubby had a few uh, hard experiences this weekend starting we, his bike. We were watching him even here at camp. He would take it and he would sit there and try and start it a little bit and then he'd get off and he'd push it over next to a big rock and stand on the rock and use the rock to stand on because he was too short to kick My the kickstart. My suspension is cranked. It's as high as the bike will sit. Well, at least with the ATVs and side-by-sides, we don't need kickstands. We're, we're grown-ups. Yeah, your battery will be dead, and then you <laughs> won't be able to go anywhere. <laughs> and uh, you know how I start my side-by-side, Cubby? With the key. With the key? <laughs> I bump the key, and it just pops off every time. Your leg wouldn't have the power to start a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bet? Put down your crayons. We're, we're going to go out there and try starting <laughs> a dirt bike. <laughs> So anyway, back to, uh, we're, we're reverting back to the night ride for the second or third time now. What 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 were your thoughts on it? Is it something that you guys will maybe introduce to your group at some point? Um, I mean, I'd I'd consider it for sure. Um, but the one thing is, is the trail system that we typically ride, uh, Smoky Hills, they actually close at dusk, so you cannot be in those trails after dark. So, our riding ability in our area like nearby is pretty limited you know i should probably look into that to see if that's a rule here i don't i don't think it is you see quite a few guys out here at night like not quite a few i shouldn't say but you'll run into guys out here at night still and i feel like like that would be that would be advertised somewhere that it was that it was i would think it'd be at like stomping grounds up there they probably have something that well they have a quiet hour at 10 o'clock that's for the campground though right i mean that's not I, w- I would think with all the years we've been riding up here, we would have seen or heard something that you can't ride at night. But we meet a lot of people at night. I mean, in the years that we've been riding up here, you see them out there. It's not very often. That's interesting that they, they shut down at night. I wonder I wonder why the, that, that is. Is there, like, houses around there or something? Or is it just kind of what they have in place and it's been that way for, you know, so long that they don't want to change it? I'm guessing it's more of a safety thing. Well, in, in like where we typically li- ride, like Rakeman said, um, it's uh, uh, a state forest. And granted, this is a state forest as well. The- these are sponsored trails uh, and many times are maintained in a lot of areas. I think that's the main difference. Um, I rode in the past up on the Iron Range up by Eveleth. And that trail system, they, they count, they give you a head count when you do your tag going into that trail system. It's a fenced off trail system, ATVs, rock crawlers, motorcycles, and that. And, and they do a head count at dusk, and if they don't have any, everybody out, they go and look for them because that's why they close it because it's such a large system up there. That makes sense. I know they do have the, uh, the is it the Timberland Dirt Devils? Is that who's up here that does all the trail maintenance and stuff? But I've still never seen a, a you know, a, a sign or anything that says, you know, trails closed at dark. That's something they that could probably find online. Well, just about every one of these intersections, if, if there was that in place, there should be posted all these intersections going into the park. True. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So yeah, like we said, we didn't we didn't ride a ton, but I think we rode a decent amount for this weekend. Rick, man, you had a you had a 
little incident or two incidents today with your panels being popped off because you decided to kiss the embankment when we we're going down i saw you stop i was behind you and i was like oh there's gonna be a obstruction or something that we're gonna have to jump over here but there was nothing there it was just uh yeah i caught a tree root <laughs> <laughs> so i mean the trail was pretty cut out and it's like you know a big channel that you're sitting down in and i was hugging the one side <clears throat> the side to my left because on the right side there's a big rock sticking out of like the wall basically and i don't want to drag that rock down the side of my razor so I ended up poking this tree root, and then <clears throat> shortly after that, I uh, rubbed a tree pretty good on my driver's side back quarter, and it popped some plastic apart, but it's definitely fixable. So you got a project to work on this week then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Other than that, I mean, we that's pretty much, is that pretty much what we got for... I can't think of trying to think if anything else happened. Did you ever talk about the second time you put your bike on its side? You talked about the one where you flew into the corner and flew off. We never got to hear about that single track ride either. Um. Well, how many how many times did you dump your bike? Once. Wait! Whoa! Like, whoa! 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 I didn't know that. It like stalled out on the hill, and I was went to catch it, and it just didn't catch it it just laid down <laughs> on its side it never even shut off i held the clutch the whole time that's okay okay so that same thing happened to me on that single track um sean told us uh to take a single track that would lead to where we would ultimately all meet up wait wait, wait 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 so the side-by-side guy is trying to help you out by telling you what trails to take i don't know if you, i don't know what we he just said we should take that trail um caleb actually asked me to find a single track, when they refer to single track, they're looking for their motorcycle trails. He asked to find a motorcycle trail that would meet up with where we were going so they could try one since they both had them. So that, that's how you led to that. I wasn't oh. kicking you out of our group. He, Caleb asked for it, and that's what you got. So it ain't my fault. Blame it on him. <laughs> oh, all right. So, okay. Um, All right. We're heading down the single track. Caleb's leading. Um, let's see. I was hauling some mail. I was doing really good. <laughs> and then I lost Jeremy. Caleb also has better tires than I do. Yeah, it's got like a whole sixteenth of an inch more tread. <laughs> my, t- my tires arrived the other day. Anyways, we're going on this track. Um, I fell at one point. <laughs> I hit my I, head. I, don't I mean, I didn't get out of first gear the whole time, but the bike... The bike tipped, and on these on these single track trails, it's not horrible if you really tip. It's just kind of you've got brush and stuff on the sides to kind of help support it to help support you and kind of catch the fall. But yeah, the first time I tipped, I think that was the first time I tipped all day <laughs> yesterday. Anyway, I hit a root or something, and um. Ended up the bike's no, it didn't stall, but I went on. I ended up tipping and I just held the clutch. I kind of jumped off the bike and set it down, held the clutch too, and picked the bike back up and got on it. But when I fell, uh, the left handlebar hit the ground or hit the brush and it kind of pinched my fingers in between the uh, um, clutch and the uh, the handlebar. 
But anyway, got back up. Um, kept going. And these, these trails were tough. Uh, there were times you couldn't even see the trail because they were so overgrown. Um, and they're tight, too. They're very tight. Uh, the next time I tipped, I went up over the side of, on a turn, the trail kind of is beveled, and I went up over the embankment. What's the grand total for the weekend? Like, how many times did you tip? I think four times. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, Rickman, how many times did you flip in the razor? Um, zero. Oh, donkey? God, tough one, but I, uh, none that I recall. You know, I think my answer is also zero. Mine is one, but if you count <laughs> when I was waiting for Jeremy, I did turn around. I had to go back down the trail to find Jeremy. I was trying to push it in a circle or, like, back and push in a circle. I did lay it over in the bushes then, too. So technically two. But, Jeremy, you were pretty fired up when I came back and found you on the trail. <laughs> what, why, what, why was he fired up, Cubby? I mean, I don't know. I guess we thought this trail would be a little more wide open, but this one was really overgrown. Like, it was almost like a tunnel in the grass. See, he doesn't have to worry as much about the trees grabbing at his brakes and his clutch. He's got the bushwhackers. So My bike ordered? was never a trail bike until I came out here that very first time. Have you ordered the bushwhackers yet, or is that no. something you're going to do? If I come out here again, probably. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you mean if? When when you come out here? When, when I come out here. Remember, he said a little bit ago how he was, uh, how was the words? I should almost bring a, a four-wheeler out here. About had enough of this? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a four-wheeler, too? Yeah. Well, why don't you guys just bring the whole gang out? Might as well. That was so funny when we rolled up, and I shut my rig off because I could tell something was happening, and I can kind of see him through the trees up on the side of the hill, and I just hear him yell, uh, I'm just about done with this fucking shit. <laughs> He's been having troubles all weekend. He's going to be on his way home. He's going to be in the, the Silverado, and load 98 Silverado, looking at Facebook and hopefully not find an approach, but he's going to buy a, another four-wheeler to bring up here. Those trails today, though, they were pretty overgrown. I mean, there was many times I'm sure you guys couldn't Actually, see. There was, but those ones, I mean, for you guys, that's, I mean, it's a lot tighter than what it is going down to the dirt bike, but... If you think about how tight it was probably in Isaac's Razor going down those trails, that's what it was like. But on a dirt bike, when you can't see anything in the tall grass on the sides of the trails, that kind of stuff will really jump out at you. And if you do catch something in the grass, it's it throws you for a quick loop. I hit a tree today when we were stopped at one spot. I tried coming up, pulling up beside Isaac, and <laughs> Kate's like, tree, tree, tree. And I'm like, what? Thump. I smacked right into it. I don't know if I hit it with my bumper or my tire but i looked it over nothing happened so donkey you don't have a you didn't have a windshield because you were riding, riding dad's razor this weekend how did that uh did, did you wish you had one or was it not a big deal uh, as far as the not the dust said, just the trees oh the, i would say the dust i didn't i was leading so i didn't have to worry about that the trees i think yes and no i feel like that's a dang good area to scratch them uh, you know I, okay so isaac's is sorry keep calling you isaac it's rake man Rakeman's razor is black, and it looks like if you go look at it right now with the dust on it, it looks like it is scratched to shit. But if you just take your finger and you just, like, right on the front quarter panel where it says 1,000, if you just kind of rub it off, just it, it comes off. It's not actually scratched. Right, and like I mentioned to Randall while we were in the trails today, um, I was like, 
I'm glad we have a good coating of mud on this thing, so it's not scratching the shit out of my razor right now. Yeah, and it that that like I said earlier, that stuff that we were in today was definitely the most what I would say the most technical stuff. There's a couple other spots where you'll get uh, you know tight trails that are overgrown like that, but as far as the big rots or ro- rocks, ruts, and trees and stuff, you got to go over, under, around. I mean, there there's some pretty decent sized washouts in there. And one thing that we've noticed, <coughs> it seems like they're coming through and, and filling a lot of these mud holes and a lot of the the ruts and stuff. They're filling them in. I know that big one that you got stuck in last weekend. They didn't fill it completely in, but they filled it into the point now where nobody's going to go through there because it's a it's a big ridge, and that that's probably what they want to do. But I I kind of wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they wouldn't go through and fill in. Some of them, yes, it, I understand. Like right, right down the road from our place here, there used to be a giant mud hole right by that guy's driveway. That one, okay, it makes sense. You should fill that in because if I lived there, I would. And it, they don't live there; it's just a cabin. But I wouldn't want guys sitting there winching each other out, getting stuck, tracking the mud over my driveway. That one makes sense. But way out in the trees, I mean, why? And the reason I think that where we were today is as as technical as it is. Is because they can't. Get, how are you? How are you going to get something back there to fix that? I definitely don't think they could. No, there's three ways in, three ways out. It's pretty surprising though. Like the trails that like you can see that they did bring like a bobcat on tracks back there with a brush cut mower and just mowed down the sides of these trails. Like, and some of them are up some pretty decent hills and stuff that you're going through. Let's do another another round table here. Do you guys think that? filling in the mud holes out on the actual trails where there is an alternate route where you don't have to go through said mud hole do you guys think they should be doing that or do you think they should leave the mud holes mud holes around me personally i think they should just leave them there because the guys that buy these high lifters and the the mud rigs they want stuff like that that they can go in and yeah so what you might have some out there that are you know deep deep like we we found one yesterday that would have been Cubby made it through with the four-wheeler, but I put my front tires in it on the razor and backed out of it because it would have went over my seat. But that one, do I think they should fill it in? No. The road is right beside it. And, you know, the the some guys might say, well, it's, a, it's too deep. Well, that's kind of the, the, the risk of, of mudding. You know, you're not going to – and we took a stick and shoved the stick in there. But I, I think as long as there's an alternate route, and even the ones that there's – I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth. I guess if I were to overall say, I would say no. Don't go out there and – don't go out there and fill those in because that's that's part of the fun. I mean, I can I can see filling in the ones that are <coughs> excuse me, in the center of the trail. But because just for the fact that um they say trail weaving is bad and that's like where people start weaving around a water puddle and the trail ends up getting a lot larger and in trail systems that are going through private property where there's an easement, they don't want that, you know. They don't they don't want that issue. Uh, but if there's like a direct alternate route and the water hole is right alongside the trail, I'd say no, don't fill that in. But you know, I mean, it's it's kind of situational in my opinion. Um, a lot of pros and cons for both situations. I don't think they should fill in any of them, just because I agree it's an attraction for some people. And I mean, I don't know, even for people that like aren't big into mudding, I mean, a couple mud holes here and there is not. I don't think anyone's really against having them on the trails. I mean, that's kind of one of those things that, like, you almost expect to find some holes that are in trails. Are you answering that just in general or as a dirt bike rider? <laughs> oh, that's just in general because I have a four-wheeler too, so. 
Well, I didn't see you in, in anything uh, technical in that a- aspect on your bike. For what? Waterhole. Oh, no need to hit him on there. I can go anywhere. Wh- what did you do? Oh, uh, let's finish the round table before I keep going. What do you What do you think, Jerem? I think they should leave him. I know last time when Caleb was on his four-wheeler, they were sometimes good for just cooling them down. They get hot out in those trails. And... um Sometimes it's a good place to just stop and, you know, let them cool down. And I think it is uh, it is fun to go and hit those mud holes sometimes. Yeah, I definitely agree. you got to leave them. I, I I like to play in the mud, so I, there's not much that I won't try and get through. And if I get stuck, I get stuck. That's the fun in it. I guess I'd have to agree with the rig, man. I mean, there, there's a place for everything. Um, you know, like you say, if it starts especially with the private property easement, if it starts distorting the trail system, then definitely, you know. That makes sense. That makes sense. But what about in a, in a case where you have, it's not, it's all state forest and it's all part of the, the trail system and you've got one that's, let's say that the, the, the big mud hole is in the center of the trail and, and it could be, it could be flip-flop with this, say, say, but in this case, let's say the big mud hole is in the front, the center of the trail and there is an alternate route that you can take around it should that be filled in or is that no well my point on that is that alternate route was not part of the original trail system most times and that's where the trail weaving aspect comes in we saw that today even with that that big tree that was down i actually looked at it and i thought i was like god i should just hook the winch up to it and drag it out but that tree was was 50 feet long and and i mean it was it was a decent sized tree I agree with that because I don't think the mud is always the main reason for trail weaving even. Like, I mean, big rocks are even a big cause for that. And, I mean, trees, tree ruts even showing up can be a big cause of that. I mean, there's tons of things out there that can cause trail weaving. And, I mean, they don't go out there and take big rocks out of the trail or ruts out of the trail or anything like that. We had to go around a fallen tree at one point. Right. Yep, that's the one that, uh, that, that uh, I even told Caitlin. I was like, you know, this is an instance where I wish that I carried a chainsaw with me. I wish that I had, and I do have my little DeWalt 20 volt with a, I think it's a 12 inch bar on it. That probably would have been enough with the, the combination of the winch or hook a couple winches up to make sure the pressure's right. You could have, you could have cleaned that up. That tree's been there for a while, I think. That trail going around it, I mean. Yeah, there was still a lot of brush that you could see that was just tramp- trampled over by side-by-sides, four-wheelers, dirt bikes, anything going around it. But that's been going on for a while, I think. I don't know how many people you actually find back in that area that we were at. I, mean, I don't think very many because the trees, the trees that are there are very overgrown. I mean, And did we didn't even hit everything back there. There are some trails that we found back there that are not even on the map. I think there was two marked ones that we didn't hit. They were just little jaunts. But then, yeah, we did find... I think there was at least two of them that were unmarked. That we have no clue where they go. We're going to have to check that out next time. That one that we went on was off of, like, the map that we run on the Ride Command app. But uh, along that trail, we also seen a sign that it was just a reroute that they had done. That they did for that trail. Yeah, I saw they had a trail close sign. Right. where the original one was supposed to that go. That is one thing that I, I noticed being down there this year uh, compared to years past is they do actually have marker signs down there now. They, yeah, never, they never used to. They never used to have any signs down there. And all it has is a number. So you need, you'll need you need like an old-style paper map 
to read that and figure out where you are. But it's kind of nice that they actually have, you know, they're they're trying. I mean, can you imagine getting stuck out there way in the backside of that and you're trying to explain to somebody and you, you don't know where you are and you try and explain somebody? Like, Good there were luck. times today where we did a loop and I could see our tracks going, you know, the one, the it comes up to a Y and we'd go the, we'd take a right on the Y and then we'd come back on the left side. And I remember seeing our tracks, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Like, this, all of this looks the exact same. If I didn't have this Polaris Ride Command app tracking me, I would have no idea where I'm at. Definitely. I did see, well, we didn't meet anybody head-to-head on the trails, but when we came off of a trail, there was a four-seater Can-Am and then a four-wheeler following it. But they didn't Back even, in they, the bowl there? Yep, they ended up turning around and going out, though. Because yeah, then think, when we got out of the bowl, they were already out in the park at the trailhead there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a lot of people. Um, I'd, I'd. I think I would consider ourselves pretty, pretty diehard as far as when it comes to trail riding and such. I mean, we when we get back in there and we got that overgrown trees, you know, Flash would probably turn around. Like if he would have brought his brand new rig up here, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, no, not today," but that'll wear off. But I think there's probably a lot of people that get out there and they're like. Yeah, this is stupid. What yeah, are you, you doing? you got to buy a machine to use it. I mean, granted, a brand new machine, you don't want to be beating it through the brush, but at some point it's going to happen. Embrace the scratches. Let it fly. Is that kind of like mud and two? It'll happen at some point? No. Um, not intentionally, at least. I mean, I'll hit the potholes that are in the trails. I just don't prefer to make a submarine out of my razor. It'll happen. That's fair. No, I, I get them. It's... it's uh. Well, and I guess a big thing for me is I just put new clutches in it, brand new belt. I don't want to get water in there and wreck that stuff right away either. Well, boys, I think it's time for our roundtable questions. Do you want me to start it off or do you want me to go last? You can start it. All right. Your go-to slash favorite tire to run on a four-wheeler or a side-by-side. Well, I mean, a lot of people are going to go with Bighorns, I think, but I guess I've never even actually had a machine with true Bighorns on it. I think the ones on my Sportsman right now are like, they're like Kenda something. Not exactly sure what brand of tire or whatever they are. I wish they had a little bit more surface area on them, but other than that, I mean, I think that's a very good tire to have on there, and that's what it came with, so. Do you like the ones that are on yours? Yeah, like I said, I just wish they had a little more surface area, so it was just a wider tire, I guess. They, I don't know, they almost have like a stock shape look to them, I guess. And the Bighorns have like that more wide, beefy look to them. Kind of like that look that Bighorns give off. But these ones seem to do what I need them to do. And they ride pretty smooth when you're on like a highway or a gravel road. And I never have trouble with, I mean, some people when they do a big tire, they burn up belts really bad and stuff. And I haven't had issues with that. So I like the Kendas that are on it. Yeah, I guess in my experience, I put, uh, I think they were 29s, uh, big horns on my 850 Sportsman while I still had it. And I, I love those tires. They're a good all-around tire. You get the traction where you need it in the trails, and uh, they do good in sand and rocks. And uh, played around with it a bit in the snow, and it seemed to do pretty good. <clears throat> Got stuck a couple times, but that's to be expected. Uh, right now on my Razor, I have uh, BFG KM3 ATs, and... The only thing I don't like about them is when you get in really loose sand, they just 
dig down right away. I mean, you, you can't really catch a lot of tracks with them. But uh, in the trails, they seem to do pretty well. So, honestly, I've never uh, had to change tires on a on my four-wheeler, but, well, side-by-side, side, you know. Um, that's just because growing up, I never did a lot of trail riding. And it was mostly i take the gravel roads and go explore. And, uh, but... I do need to change the tires on my dirt bike. So right now I'll just go out and say this. Um, after looking around and just doing some research, I guess, uh, for my dirt bike, I would, I'm going with Dunlop Geomaxes. Those are, um, what I've heard are much better. Um, they, they can transition really well, go from, uh, trail terrain to, uh, sand pretty well. And, uh, even just, you know, gravel roads, what about on an ATV or like a like a wheeler? Um, not. I think I'd probably yeah go with the big horns, just because if these guys say they're good, I really don't know. So that's fair. I've have ridden Caleb's own. I'd say that's that's a nice riding foiler with what those tires are on there. I'd have to go with the big horns too. I've never actually had them, but I've ridden a couple machines with them. And I think those are, they, they've done well with what I've done with them. <laughs> Just railed his head against the wall. You need to readjust that when, you, when you're done with it. It's not sticking out so far. Um, I guess as far as on an ATV, I did change out one set of tires. I had um, uh, Maxi Zillas I put on it. We talked about that in a previous uh, conversation where uh, putting oversized tires on a rig and what consequences that will be. But... Uh, Currently on my side-by-side, I've got uh, Maxi's Carnivores on it. They're pretty good all around. They grip like crazy. Uh, the only thing is, because they are such an open lug, they don't wear well going down hard surface roads. So with all these votes going towards the Bighorns, I think most of us, I mean, that's almost the only tire that we've ever actually like used for the most part. I don't think anyone, I mean, excluding Randy from that, because, I mean, you have had a couple different sets of tires, it sounds like. But other than that, I mean... Nick, have you ever had a different set of like an, a true aggressive tire on a four wheeler or side by side? No, no, I haven't. The only other style of tire that I've had has been the stock tires that come on the machine, and that you know, I'm my razor's parked right outside the window here, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, you know, this is the first machine that I'm gonna have that I'm gonna have to put tires on. I'm gonna keep, this is the first one I've kept long enough to have to redo the tires, and I think I'm going to go back with the Bighorns just because they're. And in answer to your question, no, I have not had any other kind of tires or anything like that. I have used the Bighorns in the mud. They're a little loud going on the pavement, but they're not too bad. Gravel, sand, dirt, snow. They're just a, a good all-around tire. And even with you, Sean, the Sam's General would be the only other one that you've ridden that's not Bighorns or stock tires, isn't it? And those tires, I mean, are pretty... You're, abused. You're general. You're I don't general. remember what was on those, but that they had were, some lugs on it. They were freaking meat. They were aggressive. Meaty tires. I don't remember what Did they were. Did you like those? Or were those loud? Well, or? to be honest with you, I didn't have it long enough to play with it. I had it in water. That's about it. Mud and, and water. ended up popping one of them off a bead. Yeah, but that could be an air pressure issue, not really the tire itself. Or no, no. beating the shit out of it and slamming it into a log in a mud puddle. I mean, that might have had something to do with it. I don't remember. I don't remember what was on it. So, 
I do have to add that um, <clears throat> after having bighorns, I know that like just the feel and the trail riding, they you can tend to slide a lot more. Like they'll they'll kick out on you. I mean, a little bit more than any other tire would, in my opinion. I ride with another guy and from the Detroit Lakes area, and he had the very same experience. He's got a Can Am X3, and uh, he had bighorns on it at one point. Had sliding issues through the corners and stuff. So, I mean, that's one thing to look for, but it was kind of a silty, soft trail. So, I guess that's another thing. But All right, Cubby. You're up for a question. Can remember, remember, you got, Jerm, I'm going to say this just for you. This can be a complete off-the-wall question. It does not have to pertain to the outdoors or anything whatsoever. What's your... And then the, the only other thing is, if the question has been asked before, I let Randy slide on it on last week's episode. If it's been asked before, you, I'll tell you, if I remember that it's been asked, you can't, we can't repeat questions. Randy, I let you slide on it last time, not, not this time. you got to be thinking. <laughs> Let's hear your guys' favorite places that you've been to ride, that you were personally there, not somewhere on a bucket list, just somewhere you've actually ridden your wheelers or side-by-sides. What park or place was your guys' favorite that you've ever been to? Uh, I was up in Gilbert. I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think it was Gilbert. You were in Gilbert, yeah. Okay, yeah, it was a Gilbert ATV park. That's hardcore riding. Like, nothing I've ever seen before, and it was a lot of fun, but I can't honestly say I'd go back just for the fact that everything's red, and you get that beat into your machine. I mean, I was still washing it out of my wheeler when I sold it. I'm just, you know, I'm not, not for putting my machines through that. Um, I haven't ridden a whole lot of trails. Uh, I mostly got into riding as trails when I got my dirt bike. I came out with Caleb, and uh, so this is this is for someone who hasn't been on a lot of trails. I'd say that this trail we went on today. I forget which one that was, but it was it was pretty fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's better than what I have been on, which isn't much. So I'll have to go with the big horn, uh, not the big horns. Is that where I don't remember? Out in Wyoming, up up on the mountain, it was big horns. I thought I thought that's what it was, but oh well. I'd have to go with that. We've been out there once or twice. I think we brought machines out twice, and I'd do it again. I guess I'd have to kind of in one sense go with Rakeman on it. I wasn't in Gilbert. I was in Eveleth, which is just down the road from there. Uh, they've got a massive ATV park, which is designed for it. It's maintained by the state. Fun, challenging. There's, trails are labeled anywhere from a Category 1 to a Category 4. Category 4 is basically you are probably going to hurt yourself or break something on it. You know, So they've got them all graded pretty well. Uh, it's you know it's it's use at your own risk. I would have to agree that uh, that red dirt is a SOB to get out of there. Um, I think after this weekend, I've got a new favorite, and we know where that's at. <laughs> where, where, where is that at? Uh, Akeley, Minnesota. That's pretty cool because you've been riding for quite a while, yeah. and for you to for you to go out and say that this is your favorite place to ride, that's I've got a new favorite. And I'm I'm coming back one way or the other. That's awesome. We look forward to having you. Well, he didn't say he's coming back here, but <laughs> he's come. He, he'll be back here. <laughs> I, I might. He's not going to come up here by himself. They know how to use Peter now. <laughs> uh, you know, mine. I, mine's a tie, but since Sean took the Bighorns, I would say Duluth. 
I've been out to Duluth riding once, and it was it is awesome out there. That that is something where maybe next year probably won't happen this year. Maybe this year, probably next year though. I would like to get a group of guys together and we pick a weekend. We take a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and come home Sunday, and we go out to Duluth to ride because it is it is gorgeous out there. Yeah, I was gonna say the Bighorns as well, but I mean, honestly, all these parks that are over here in this area in Minnesota, and I mean, even places like Appleton, it's just fun to ride anywhere that you can get on the trails and anywhere you that you want to break pits. something, you go to that place. <laughs> hey, it's a good time, no matter what. You got to pay to play. Every time we go there, one machine gets brought back on a trailer. Well, they all well, they do. all do. <laughs> they all do. But one machine gets towed back to the trailer because of something that happened to it. We've messed up a dirt bike, a four wheeler, and a razor down there. And we almost rolled a ranger. And we've only been there four times. <laughs> it's a brutal <laughs> place. It really is. But it's a good time either way. I just it's really enjoyable just to get out and enjoy the outdoors and the trees and do some riding as well. The thing about that place though is it's, it's open all the time. So in the spring when the snow melts. That's one of the first places that you can get down to and ride. Yeah, and that's I think that's also part of the reason that we've wrecked things there in the past is just due to all the water that's in that park in general. I mean, Jacob's four-wheeler even, like, he was just playing in the sand or in the water, and what was it, a rock that got lodged up in a, a caliper in his rim? Well, that, and then he was running the wrong style fuel in it at one point, but that's that was, I don't know, that that's a different conversation. So if you have a mudding wheeler or some sort and you want to go mud running with it, take it down to Appleton, Minnesota in the spring. Yeah, it's a good place to be. I guess my question is, is what's everyone's sock situation right now? Are we wearing them? Are we not wearing them? What's it look like? I can't see under the table. You can't answer first. It goes to, to germ first. Uh, my socks are on. <laughs> How many? Both of them. I'm sockless. Oh god. They're out. The dogs are out. Socks are on. Uh my socks are off. Two socks on. Alright, Germ, you're up, buddy. <laughs> so, wow, Rake Rake Man. Oh yeah, Rake Man. What Rake about Rake you? Man. Go ahead, buddy. You got socks always on, except for when I'm sleeping. One or two. That's a whole new story, Nick. Right, I mean right, we can get right, off we, on we, a tangent with that we one. We don't gotta get on that rabbit hole. Germ. So I'm just curious what um, what kind of fuel do you guys all run in your rigs? What? That's a good and one. what do you think is best? Gas. And why? <laughs> <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> no, I I just run eighty-seven. You just run regular eighty-seven. Yep. Just I think. And what do you? Okay. What do you drive? Whatever I can get my hands on. Depends on. Okay, just yeah, all around it, the board. You it, just it run all, eighty-seven. Yep. I've ran it in generals, sportsmen's. I think the only thing that I've ran ninety-one in. We run 91 in your snowmobile in the winter? Yep, so just next snowmobile I put 91 in. Otherwise, we just run 87 year-round. Well, I've got a player sportsman as well as a Yamaha Wolverine R-Max. Neither one of them, well, I take it back. I have dumped in a couple of gallons of, of 87 to get to a gas station because I had it. But otherwise, when I have chose to fill them up, it's always premium. Yep, that's same for me. I got a 2020 Razor Turbo, and that one actually has a tag on it that says you're, it's recommended. For the 91, you're in my snowmobile. I also run. That's a 2011 Pro RMK with a 155 track on it, and I run 91 in that as well. My four wheeler, I don't know. I've had, I mean, we've had many four wheelers in the past, and I think most of the time over the years, I think we've all ran, or like when my dad used to just get us gas, I think it was always 87, wasn't it? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, personally, I don't think there's much of a difference in the sportsmen's whether you run 91 or 87. Some people say it's better to run 91, and some people say 87, so. I'll let Isaac, or Rakeman answer first, but I got a comment on that. I go back and forth. Like, sometimes I'll put 87, and sometimes I'll put 91. It's so, the disclaimer, or the, the thing with Jacob's Wheeler, he was having an issue with fuel, and basically what happened was they the dealership told him that if he was running his four-wheeler and getting it up to temp and it was on for a long time, 87 would be fine. But if he was using it in short bursts, 91 will actually foul out the spark plugs. That's what the dealership told him. And it was true because he put he put uh, 91 or yeah, 91 in it or 87, one of the two. Well, I forgot what I Well, 87 actually can bust at a higher or lower higher temperature. So he put he put the opposite fuel in. I, th- I want to say he put 90 or 87 in it or no he put 91 in it and it and it didn't and it didn't warm up the temp and it actually followed out a spark plug and they said as long as you're if you're just doing little short bursts 87 if you're going to get it up to temp and operate it all like all day or go on a long trail ride 91 is is fine yeah i guess uh in my 50 sportsman i always ran 91 didn't have an issue with it (coughs) excuse me and uh I've been running 91 in my Razor ever since I bought it. Um, I typically run uh, 87. Uh, every now and then I'll fill up the snowmobile with with uh, premium, but in my bike I run premium, but otherwise it's usually 87. What was your comment? Well, the 87 has ethanol in it, and that can affect a lot of a lot of units. So it, it really depends on what it's recommended to have in it. If they recommend you run premium in it and you run 87 in it, we know somebody who has a wheeler, uh, it's a fuel-injected wheeler, that uh, it's recommended to run 91 in it and they ran 87 in it and they have issues. Uh, yeah, they actually ran 89 in it, which isn't which ethanol. ethanol. <clears throat> yeah, they ran 89 in it and something's messed up with it. It's not running right. If you got to custom, I think this has probably been asked already. If you got to custom order, like no, you don't have to worry about money. It's paid for. Custom order a machine. What are you? What are you getting and why? That's a tough one because I've always been die-hard players, but I recently stepped out of my shell and bought a Yamaha <coughs> R Max, which I absolutely love. Uh, because of the fit and finish, I'd go back to a Polaris. Um, and but as Yamaha is evolving and getting more into the market, they're getting better and better as well. As far as a well-built machine, I think my Yamaha is built like a tank. If I could pick anything, this might surprise a lot of people, I would pick a four-seater Ranger North Star Edition with a winch, a plow, and tracks. You know, I'd probably, I'd just go get a brand new snowmobile, a mountain sled, just because I don't have one. And I mean, we don't really have, I mean, the only one that we have is the RMK, which is a little older and not as fun to just go like bang ditches with in the wintertime. So I think I'd go with just a brand new chaos. I think part of the reason that it's not as fun is because it's not clutched right. The this way is true. The Someone won't put any money into it though. So I, I use it to pull my ice fishing sled around and it works just fine. Maybe this year. Uh, yeah, I guess I would, uh probably stick with players um kind of got my eyes on a 
new Pro XP Ultimate with a dynamic suspension and ride command. I'd probably do a glass windshield, aluminum roof, plastic rear window, uh, probably some bead lock rims. Those are a must, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's uh, mine. Um, me, I'd probably go with either a sportsman, Polaris. I I grew up on Polaris, um, so I'm kind of biased. But that's that's what I like, and that's what I'll continue to run. And uh, or I go with a Polaris snowmobile, you know, mountain sled. I'd like to get a mountain sled myself. I think I'd have to go with the new Polaris Expedition that they came out with. I think that'd be probably just. The two-seater, I don't think... Uh, why, are you, why are you saying no? Go buy a Jeep like your dad's and trick it out. <laughs> I could say it'd the be, same about a side-by-side. Any razors or anything like that. Mr. Full Doors to my left here. All he needs is AC and he could just as well drive his car down the trails. Exactly. So why don't you just do that instead? It'd be cheaper. You could just have one thing instead of two. The off-road capabilities of Oscar, it would not survive. Oscar's a 1998 Oldsmobile Intrigue with 160,000 miles on it. It's my work car. Probably also not intended for off-road use. Yeah, you know, correct. not to go on a rant or anything, but Here like, for side-by-sides, really, I mean, like, why wouldn't you just buy a Jeep, really? I mean, you could almost do all, I mean, yeah, some of the trails, I mean, you're a little too big when you get into, like, the Jeeps and stuff, but I mean, a Jeep, you could just, you could drive it off the trail and drive it home. I mean. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. Why don't you buy an e-bike instead of a dirt bike? You know, I just as well could. I mean, there's no reason I'd... I have nothing against them, I guess, but this one's loud, and I like that. Are you talking about an like an enduro bike? Do you got the headlight, the taillight, and everything? Uh, are you no, talking, like like a, you're talking an electric like one? Like an electric pedal bike. Oh, yeah, you should. But well, I, I right, do think but I'm t- like you could go buy a like an enduro bike that has the headlight and taillight, and then you can just drive it on the road and on the trails. I absolutely could. So why but, don't you? I mean, these razors now, I mean, they're 20 plus thousand dollars. There was a guy on TikTok not too long ago that I saw that got into how stupid side-by-sides are now. The price, the quality, what you get, and how similar it is to a Jeep. And it is. I mean, I agree, though. Like, could like in an honest answer, I'd like to hear why you'd want your side-by-side to have all these, like, like, I mean, the doors and the heat and air and a windshield and a rear window and side windows. I mean, really, I mean, it's not even a razor anymore. Be- I mean, because I want right. it. It still says razor on the side. I want it to be as comfortable for myself as absolutely possible. But wouldn't you think a, a Jeep could be just as comfortable, really? I mean, I can. I don't have a valid argument. Like, I mean, I'm like for the price. I mean, you're half the price of a pretty dang new jeep i guess i don't know how to what i i mean i, I it's just kind of what i want to do and why i i don't know i don't have a good answer for you it's nope. sure nice being able to take the razors though i mean we, we can bring your dirt bike ice fishing this winter if you want to see all that see how well that goes they're multi-purpose we can use them for everything all seasons you can plow your driveway with it a lot easier to get around in than some jeeps You've listed nothing that a Jeep could not do. I could take a Jeep ice fishing. I could plow snow with the Jeep. I could, I mean, you yeah, name you, you it. Could. It's the same thing, you essentially. Could, but they it, really are. They're comfortable. I, it's more enjoyable, I think, to be, you can 
I don't know. I guess there is no valid argument, but you know what I would say is is having the the power and the snap and the speed, being able to whip it around in a sand pit, being able to to fly down the trails and bounce over the bumps and stuff and not feel a dang thing. Yeah, I mean the suspension is like not comparable. I mean you're talking about a street rated vehicle versus a uh, purpose built designed off road machine. I mean yeah, people do build jeeps to do that, but you're throwing money at them to do that. There, the this, the only difference I could really think of here is a Jeep is designed to basically be used as a an on. It's a highway vehicle, also, so it has to meet um, you know road regulations. And uh, 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 side by side, you can go to the dealership and pick it up just straight, ready to go for the trails. Really. I just think they're starting to bring them in very close to what a vehicle is in now. Jeeps, like, I mean, they're really coming it, together. If you're, if Jeeps you're are looking very at cost, yes, I could have bought a really nice vehicle for what I've got in mind. But, yes, it is nice. I've got a glass windshield. i got a windshield wiper. I've got turn signals. I am street legal. I have half doors. I have upper halves that I can put on in the wintertime, and I can still go off-road with it. Which is, I mean, it's valid. I get it. Like, I mean... I think the razors are cooler than a Jeep as well, but I'm, I mean. Don't let dad okay. hear Yeah, don't, don't, don't throw don't Papa Josh feelings. under the bus like that. What's well, the width both. of a Jeep? He's got both. He yeah. does have both. What, what's the width of a Jeep? That I'm not sure of. They gotta be over the Yeah, that's true. You, you can't get, you can't get the same places. Like, if you were to try and take a Jeep back where we were today, no way in hell. 90% of the trails up here, minus the forest roads and some of the trails, you're not getting a Jeep on. Especially not the newer Jeeps, but I think some of the older Jeeps, I mean, they're na- much more narrow. Well, also, I, think, that, I mean, you, you're you looking at your usability of them. You're not going to be able to use a Jeep as much on these trails up here as you would be, your, like the Razors. Because the Jeeps have to be over 65, probably over 70. they got to be over 70. I think it's wider than your, your Razor, mm-hmm. I think. Well, there's a different classification for them, too. we uh, we got to let Randy ask his question. Okay, I'm going to revert back a little bit to one that was similarly asked earlier today and on other episodes. has to do with socks. If you were to go to bed with no socks on and woke up with one or both of them on, what would you do? Do I remember or do I know how I ended up with them on or no? You don't know. I would seek help. You know, I would honestly probably think I fell asleep with them on. Yeah, I have to agree with Nick on this one. I'd seek professional therapy, more than likely. Something happened. If I woke up with sock missing, I'd probably start looking for it. And uh, I I really don't know from there. (laughs) Well, but you you went to bed with no socks on, and you woke up with one on. One or both. Or both. Well, I'd be awful afraid. (laughs) I'm just going to go with that. I, I hope that my feet got cold, and I just, in my sleep, put socks on. That's what I'm going to go with. I hope that's what it was, but you never know. I guess I asked a question already kind of knowing the answer. I'd be uh, scared as... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't give a tip of the week this week. Somebody's got to throw one out. Randy, you got the tip of the week this week. What is the North Bros tip of the week for episode 64? Uh, stay safe on the trails. Have fun. Have a blast. Do you know? Do whatever you feel like doing within legal limits, and uh, um, above all, just stay safe. 
That wasn't really a tip, though. Yeah, that's not a tip, Randy. A that's tip your, is that's like, your, that's your check your oil out. and... Yeah, that's your closeout. Like, if, if you had to tell somebody a, a piece of advice, a tip, what would you tell them? Stick to four wheels. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That wins. All right, Donkey. how did I see that coming? Donkey, round round this one out. You got it, or not round it out, but give your uh, give your spiel here for the end. Yeah, like Randy said, just stay safe out there. And I mean, with hunting season's coming, I don't know if if anything's in season right now. But if you're out doing whatever, stay safe and good luck, and stick to four wheels. Oh, we're all giving a tip? No, not, oh, a, tip. not a tip. You're just you're, you're oh. anything to close out with. What do you got? Your first ever podcast. How'd it well, go? One thing about two wheels, don't knock till you try it. How, 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 how do you think your first podcast <laughs> I mean, went? It may sound like I had He's a pretty bad me. day out there, you know, getting thrown around off the bike, whatever. But that also comes from my lack of experience riding. I've only had the bike since March this year. It's my first ever bike I've, I've owned. I started um, out on two wheels and, and decided that was not the way to go. Well, we all grow up someday. You, you will learn. That could still me. happen. He's still pretty early in his riding career. But like Nick said, first ever podcast, how to go. It it depends on how you how you ride, too. Dude, what the fuck? But this guy's... He does you, not want to answer that question. Okay. How, how did your first podcast go? I think it went pretty well. <laughs> I mean, I'm... You, you, one thing you probably know about me is I'm pretty honest about the mistakes I've made. And, uh, but Hence one thing for sure is I've learned, I've learned from them, you know, and, uh, yeah, I think the podcast went well. I was, I'm glad to be a part of it. Hopefully we'll get you back on at some point. Yeah. I'd love to be on one. Uh, yeah, I guess all I have to say is, um, remember it is going home on a trailer, so fucking send it. Very it was good. great riding with you guys this weekend. Thanks for having us up again. I really appreciate it. Come back anytime. I'm going to restate that. I agree with Jeremy on the fact that if you've never had a dirt bike, you cannot knock those things until you try it because, you know, riding that dirt bike out here, that was probably one of the best times I've had out here riding in a while. Just because, I mean, the amount of power those things have is nuts. I mean, it's a lot of power to be on that on that bike. And it's like a wrestling match to stay on it half the time when you're going down those trails. So don't knock them until you try them. Now multiply the power by four times and grab a steering wheel and hang on to it in the trails. And then multiply your razor by like five and then you got my pickup and it's about the same. Thanks for your help. (laughs) All right. Well, like everybody else said, kind of just whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Uh, Summer's starting to wind down here. It's going to be hunting season before we know it. Uh, Got a couple good months of riding left. Hopefully we can get a couple more decent groups up here this this summer yet and uh i also enjoy fall riding that that's fun too but uh thanks for tuning in keeping uh keep an eye out on the instagram the facebook all the good stuff don't forget about our instagram link with our merch on it if you guys want sweatshirts t-shirts stickers anything like that and uh yeah so that's gonna do it for this time until next time we'll get back to you